We're going to talk about new funding for meat processors in the state, take a close look at that farm income forecast, and much more on today's episode of the Arkansas iCast, which starts now. You're listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Jason Brown and John Nickman. Look who has on green shirts. And I'm in blue. Is this green? (laughs) Yeah, it's green. This looks gray to me. Maybe it's the light in here. Brian, come on. What do you think? Gray? It, it looks green to me. Okay. Oh, you're just yeah. saying that because you're in his department. <laughs> now, now. Or it's, he's in your department. It's, it looks green from here. I wore a shirt over the weekend that was gray. A shirt I've worn on the show before. Yeah. Gray, gray uh, fishing shirt. And everyone in my presence said, why do you have on blue jeans with a blue shirt? I'm like, no, I, don't, I can't assure you I would not make that mistake. I have that problem. The shirt's gray. And everyone I was around told me that shirt was blue. Hmm. Never in my life. Matter of fact, I've seen the blue shirt ver- version of that shirt. I like it. I yeah. kind of wish I owned it. But everybody said that shirt. That is green as it comes. So are you saying <laughs> that? Yeah, are you saying it's gray? Yeah. Are, are I you? think it's the light in here. Uh, well. Was it gray? Was it green when I came in your office today? It was gray. Green, that's very green. That's not true. So, what shirt color am I wearing? Oh, that turquoise, like an aqua color. Okay, okay. I'm not colorblind. He's right about that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is blue. Blue. (laughs) This is my favorite color, gingham. Gingham. Uh, (laughs) The pattern. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Like almost everything I own Hmm. has that pattern in it. Technically, it's teal. And gray. Oh, oh. see, so you I didn't see the top shirt or the undershirt. <laughs> top shirt. Uh, okay, so chime in. Let us know. By the way, your wrist, your watch band is also green. Now that is green, and those two are almost it, the same no, color. They're not. Put it up against it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm worried for your eyes. <laughs> no, like, we're gonna cart you off to the eye doctor after this. I, I have. I can see color just fine. Okay. This is going to be one of those blue dress, gold dress scandals from a couple years ago uh, on the internet. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, I remember that. When we're officially wrapped, you are not allowed to leave the room until we turn the other lights off. So that sounds yeah. creepy. Uh, it's very, it's very we're, bright in here. I'll we are going to verify. We're yeah, verify. maybe it's these these orange lights. Look, I realize it's orange in here and stuff, but it's not that off. So no, I can assure you that shirt is. Great. I'm getting. <laughs> thrown under the bus here i don't know i thought both these people were my friends but apparently oh we're buds uh we we are your friend we're trying to get you to understand that's a green shirt well i'm on team gray let me know what team you're on audience oh that's awesome uh yeah so you have to watch if you're listening uh i have a great shirt on facebook or youtube and uh just take a look at his shirt it'll take two seconds to know that it's green um in the camera it looks gray I'll give you that. Okay. All right. So it could be jaded. Uh, no. And I feel like I need to snap a picture of it right now just for uh, just for evidence sake. Um, well, speaking of gray, I was pretty gray this week. You guys know why? Why? One of my favorite artists of all time passed away. Oh, yeah. You've been singing 
Margaritaville all week? <laughs> well, you know, I'm not saying Margaritaville very much, but I have seen sung things like uh, changes in latitudes and um, let's see what else. A pirate looks at forty. Yeah, pencil thin mustache. The old Jimmy Buffett passed yeah. away way too soon. I should say seventy six years old. He did. Woke up to that news Saturday morning, and that was uh, pretty sad. I don't know. We've had some uh, heavy hitters pass away in the last this summer. I guess we saw somebody say that too, uh, and I agree. I mean, it feels like we've lost some some superstars uh, in the past few months. But that was a that was a big one for me. I, I don't know, you know, a lot of people don't think about Jimmy Buffett as being country necessarily, um, I, and I would say in his modern, you know, iteration, you know, artisthood. I don't know what you would say. Island country. Yeah, he does Beach island country, things, yeah. and certainly he's brought people along, right? I mean, I think you could say Kenny Chesney followed his lead, and some other folks. Totally, you yep. know, in as many decades as he's gone through. Mm-hmm. His genre has flopped around. Just He's evolved. Based, yeah. Well. Oh, his genre. Yeah. The genre's changed so much. He he may have been categorized as country at one point. You know. Yeah. Like beach country or something. Yeah. Like yeah. That. But that first record, when you go back and listen to uh, Come Monday and stuff yeah. like that, I mean, that oh, yeah. is straight country, man. Right. I right. Mean, it was. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's he started in Nashville. Well, he but, said Jerry Jeff Walker took him to Key West, and that's how yeah. he got there. Well, there's no doubt there's a lot of country artists that are inspired by him. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but anyway, good music and, and just a good human, I think. I mean, yeah. uh, I've seen so many tales I've read online yeah. of him inspiring folks. Or, so would you say he's your number one good, favorite? Good. No, no, no. He, he Not my number one, but but he's definitely definitely up there. I didn't know who he was before I got to college, I don't think. And I think that was maybe, at least for guys my age, a rite of passage to kind of get into Jimmy Buffett at some hmm. point. I don't know. You know, Warren uh, Carter, when he left here, he when he when his last conversation with us as staff and employees, he quoted a, a Jimmy Buffett song. Did he? Yeah, uh-huh. He did. Yeah. So I'm assuming he was a big, big Buffett fan too. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah. Well, that's cool. uh, in chippier news, I should say, you guys ought to be feeling pretty well. Your hogs. Oh yeah. Uh. Man, did they play well on Saturday? They played better than those that team that played against Oklahoma <laughs> last weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah buddy. Ooh, ooh, was, I watched a little tough. bit of that game, and it was, it was hard to watch. I did not watch, uh, and my eyes are so thankful for that. Um, I had a friend of mine; he, he's a, a literal mathematician, and he uh, texted a group of, um, of our friends and said he went back as far as he could in the record books, which was to 1974, yeah, and uh, could not find a worse beating uh, oh, for wow. Arkansas State University in, in that time. Yeah, tough times. What, how long Butch, has Butch been there? Butch Jones came in 21. Three. He's any guesses on his record at Arkansas State? Because I'll or? tell you. I, I looked it up this week and I was sh- even shocked as a as an avid fan. I was career shocked. record or oh at Arkansas State since twenty one. I don't know five and twenty. Oh wow, Ooh. yeah, mm. five and twenty. That's tough. Talking about, I mean, we had the most consecutive conference championships yeah. in all of college football. The most bowl game appearances. Yeah. Uh, in all of college for consecutive bowl game appearances. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, you know, I mean, we were riding high. 
So anyway, tough. I'm going to go up Saturday and um, watch us play Memphis. You know, Butch was on the rise, and then he got to Tennessee. And things kind of yep. wheels fell off the bus. Yeah, him. there at Central Michigan. He I figured he'd do pretty well at A-State. I did, too. I, I really had high hopes, but it hasn't gone so well. We'll see if we turn it around. Uh, we'll and I don't want anybody to get confused. I didn't say that to make fun of Arkansas State. I'm a big fan of Arkansas State, even though I'm a U of A alumni. Yeah, I can I can, I can, can vouch for you. I, I mean, look, it's fun I want to see them a to win, win just, football team. Yeah, yeah. I want anybody in Arkansas to win, right? Yeah, so uh, you know, wish, so, uh, wish things were going better there. But since you brought it up, yeah, I know this is a sensitive subject around the sports world in this state. But yeah. are you pro uh, Arkansas State versus Razorbacks or anti? That's interesting. You asked me that question when I was much younger and dumber. Some could argue that point, but uh, I, I may be just as dumb now. But uh, I used to argue avidly for that yeah oh why don't they play you know they mm, should right, play you right. know all this i don't know man the older i've gotten the more i've just said eh, do what you want to do yeah. you know yeah uh it is what it is at this point you've uh, heard that argument to keep the money in the state yeah you know oh I, mean? I, th- I think they should by the way i think they should but i'm not i'm not to the level that i used to be where you know it's like whatever this rule's we need the legislature to force them to play and all right. that. You know, all those That's arguments that yeah. used to. I mean, these were real arguments yeah. back oh, yeah. in the day, you know. They, they were. And uh, beyond that, would I like to see us play? Absolutely. Are they supposed Probably to play in 2025? There's a game, I think, on the schedule. Whether or not it holds, I don't know. But yeah. there, I yeah. think there is. Yes, I would love to see it. Uh, I don't know if it happens. <laughs> I don't know where it happens. Um, probably Fayette, Fayetteville, if anywhere. Um, I'd heard rumors Little Rock, but well, I think that was the vision, but I don't know. You know, there seems to be quite a bit of controversy around that. Yeah. Uh, let's just situation. throw it off the rails and go the so, Liberty Bowl. You know, let's take it to Memphis. I think <laughs> fans on both sides. I think fans on both sides would appreciate that. You've yeah. probably got plenty of alumni for both for both schools in that in that area. Absolutely. Or or in true Razorback fashion, let's just go to Dallas. Jerry World. Yeah, yeah I knew that's yeah. what you were going to say. That's Dallas. funny. No, I would like to see him play. I think it'd be fun. I think yeah. the revenue would be great for this. Just the excitement. Be yeah. yeah, it might yeah. be a little bit like the Benton, like the salt ball. Yeah. I don't know. I, but, I think it'd be fun. But you know, it'd be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah it would be. So, uh, you know, we'll see. But anyway, college football is kicked yeah. off. We're in full steam ahead. Uh, NFL starts tonight. It does. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah. Commish. Our, our fantasy football league. Officially kicks off tonight. tonight. Yeah, we have a Farm Bureau Fantasy Football. Do you have anybody league. playing tonight? Um, I don't even know. I don't I set either. My lineup like right after we uh, draft. I don't even know who I plays mean, tonight. Do the Raiders play tonight? I don't know. I feel like it was on at the gym this morning, but that was a really long time ago. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. Anyway, hopefully, uh, you're much more educated about the NFL games or schedule than we are. I won one game last year. So. Yeah. Well, you know, that's okay. I think you're going to do better this year. At least I picked my own team. (laughs) (laughs) Always get uh, run through the mud for doing auto draft, but uh, you know what? It treats me okay. I got second place last year. Um, Yeah, anything else going on with you guys this week? It's been – I feel like it's been fairly busy. Short week, four days for us, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've just been busy with Zoom meetings and – all sorts of stuff, catching up on stuff. Yeah. Things have kind of slowed down outside the office, so it's given me time to do all this office work that I've kind of 
what been putting off. Yeah. Uh, boy, did we get some weather yesterday afternoon? We did. Oh man, through here, for sure. I mean, at one point when the lights were flickering off here, I just kind of put my stuff down and turned my chair towards the window and watched. It was yeah. ama- amazing to see. You know, as as folks who camp quite a bit, you know, that's kind of or and a kid that gets kind of anxious with storms. It's yeah. like very rarely do you get to just sit down and appreciate a storm blow yeah. through. And I right. know. Lord bless everybody who got damaged. Matthew's right. been without power. Well, I mean, obviously, we hate to see that happen, but it was it was really something to see through come through. It was. It hit hit us pretty hard. Yeah. Um, those pine trees out front were they were moving back. They and were forth. swaying, man. They, yeah. Could have thought so, one of them was gonna break over. Looked like it. You know where that tornado hit Little Rock? There were trees again that were down and falling across houses and fences in that mm-hmm. same area. Yeah, it basically hit a really similar area out around PV and, and off Rodney Parham yeah. and, and areas like that. So, anyway, if you got damage, hopefully you're okay. Uh, thoughts thoughts to you on that, uh, and hopefully you get, get back whole soon. Um, well, I guess we've got a few announcements to, to cover here. The first one... You may have gotten an email about this today if you're on our, our email alert list. Uh, but there, um, I say that. I kind of jumped ahead. There is a new Ag Insider out, and I'll, I'll get yep. back to that email here in a second. There's a new Ag Insider out uh, that breaks down the impacts of H-2A wage requirements, uh, the impact that has on farmers. And this is something your team put together. Correct. Uh, last week, I believe it went out on Thursday. Of yeah. Last, a week ago today. Yeah, Tyler and I worked on it for about a week or two. Uh, I will admit, Tyler did a lot of the work. Yeah, well, uh, I was uh, there to help and assist. Uh, but we this this article, I mean, as you've probably, if you've been here and or listening or watching the podcast, you've heard us talk about H2A quite a bit mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. show. Uh, and with the new SOC codes, the new wage rules that came out in July, this article kind of goes into depth on what that means for a farmer's operation, specifically to what those SOC codes are, what the specific wages are, new wages for those line items. And a a brief example of say you have six employees and this is how much it costs last year to pay them for the entire year. Mm -hmm. Now this year, if you had three or four that fell into those new SOC codes, how much will your labor expenses go up because of that? Uh, so and it goes into a little bit more detail on other issues that are associated with H2A program. And we're just trying to keep our membership as well as other farmers across the state informed because this is going to undoubtedly have a undoubtedly have an impact on your operation, given how high input costs, input costs already are. Um, mm-hmm. this is just going to make it worse. Yeah. Well, and we're, we are going to talk about that. Actually, we're going to talk about farm income. Uh, forecasts and, mm-hmm. and and the impact that uh, input costs have had on that. We'll yeah. talk about that here in just a little bit. But you're exactly right. Um, this is, uh, I mean, it's a it's a it's been a an issue. I've been to several PD meetings yeah. uh, this year, and it's been a conversation at PD meetings. Um, we know that the ag labor, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, House Ag Committee has got a, has started an ag labor working group. Yeah, and that. That's where I'll get back to that email. Uh, we covered this news a few weeks ago, but Congressman Rick Crawford is co-chair of that committee, and they're taking a look at all these uh, ag labor issues. 
uh, with a serious focus in the H2A program. Correct. And they're asking for input right now. What are some of the challenges that you're seeing? Yeah. And you can provide your input directly to that working group uh, via an, a survey online. Now, we sent out an email the, uh, this morning with a link to that survey that sort of explains uh, the input process a little bit. Correct. Uh, but I want to tell you, we covered this last week on the mm-hmm. show. Uh, if you go back to last week's show on Facebook, you'll see right there it, that survey is linked. Yep. If you want to go back to your podcast app, it's linked in the show notes. So there's three different ways right there that you can go and take this survey to give your input. I know a lot of people have specific input on this. And, you know, if a person drives a truck for more than one hour a week yeah. and I have to pay them as a truck, you know, all this, all these details that we've heard over and over at PD meetings, now is the time to make that, make that known. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think uh, Crawford's plan or his committee's plan is to pass this information on to the U.S. House Ag Committee. And by the end of the year, sometime like that, beginning uh-huh. early next year, uh-huh. uh, and hopefully, you know, get your information or your 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 input in as soon as you possibly can, so you can be accounted for, because they're trying to take in as much as they possibly can before they send in their final report. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a good that's a good uh, description. So we know that that working group can't take action, but it can recommend action. Correct. to the committee. Um, and guys, we've said this a thousand times on this show. Your needs are unique to your farm, absolutely. And so without you expressing those, your your needs and, and the unique need that you have, nobody else can know. Yeah. So, it, you know, these are the guys who can, you know, this, this process is going to be helpful to you, hopefully. Yeah. So go ahead and jump in there. In the meantime, if you want to read that Ag Insider, go to arcag.arfb.com. That's A-R-K-A-G dot arfb.com and take a look at it it's this is our new news portal we've talked about the past few weeks it's live on there we need to do a deep deep dive on this and this is this like me interviewing you for the deep dive i mean how does this work now <laughs> since you like helped write this do you uh, interview tyler you I know, know since we both wrote it i, I guess <laughs> or tyler and i both wrote it or wrote it together yeah i, I guess we would interview each other uh, yeah i, I, I don't, don't know i don't know <laughs> What, what do you to think, that John? Out? Yeah. I don't know, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, John's just going to interview himself for that uh, deep dive. So make sure Maybe that you're... Maybe you um, sit in the middle and you interview both of us. Oh, oh I like that. I yeah. like that. I'll put two faces, two masks <laughs> on. Um, so anyway, we'll have that deep dive coming to you soon. Um, so be ready. But anyway, in the meantime, go read that ag insider, arcag.arfb.com, and certainly respond to that survey. Yes, please. Um and then one other thing to note uh, before we get to crop progress report, uh, a pretty cool program from the Arkansas Ag Department's Forestry Division. Uh, we mentioned it last week. This is that 2023 Shade Trees on Playground uh, program. Applications are open right now through September 15th. Uh, this is a program built for schools that need additional shade on playgrounds. Uh, if your school is selected, you can receive up to five Arkansas native shade trees, yeah. mulch, watering supplies, and planting guidelines. Cool. And Forestry Division staff will come out and help you plant those trees during a ceremony this fall. So, uh, you know, if you're interested in this, go to the Arkansas Ag Department's website. Again, it's the Shade Trees on Playground. They call it STOP uh, program. Uh, go check it out. Apply. See what you can get for your playground because I think uh, if your school, I should say, yeah. Um, and I think uh, I think this is 
a wonderful program. Yeah, especially with how hot it's starting to be every year. Yeah, exactly. So I, think um, I said last week we didn't have any shade on my my elementary school playground. Yeah, well, we know what that slide felt like mm. when you hit it in shorts, you know, back in the day. Uh, all right. Well, with without further ado, unless y'all have anything else, we'll hit the crop progress report and then get into the news. All right, go get it. All right, sounds good. It has been a week since our last report, and just as we predicted, because uh, I believe we did, this would be where we play that clip from last week. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> harvest is really going to take off. All right, we have seen a major jump in harvest progress. I do my own sound effects. You're pretty I know good at it. Appreciate that. Uh, when I say major, I mean major progress, and with that progress comes some ground truth in yields and quality. We'll see what that looks like this week as well. I was listening to some analysts yesterday who talked about market reaction to yields and quality. Uh, they believe the country may not have uh, the bumper crop that USDA had predicted. Um, uh, so let's see what the report huh. says okay. this week. This is just uh, you know some 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 rumblings I've heard. Uh, the corn crop in Arkansas appears to be looking better than we thought last week, quality-wise. Only twelve percent is rated poor to very poor. Uh, that's much better than we reported last week. Uh, we're looking at 65% of the crop rated good to excellent uh, with about a quarter rated fairly. We have harvested, get this, harvested 30% of the crop, double what we had done according to last week's report when we recorded oh, yeah. the podcast. So uh, major progress there. Cotton continues to do well in Arkansas. We've got almost three quarters of the crop rated as good to excellent and only 8% in poor condition. 41% of bowls are open, a little behind on five-year, but well ahead of where we were this time last year. We hope it continues going this way for cotton growers, of course. Uh, and then peanuts are still, I would say, at the top of the quality column with 82% of the state's crop in good to excellent column this week. Uh, there are a few acres, but less than 5% of the total acreage in the state rated poorly. No updates on harvest just yet, of course, but we'll continue to monitor progress there, too. Uh, the state's rice crop continues to look strong, with nearly 75% of the acres rated good to excellent. We've made tremendous progress in harvest this week as well, nearly tripling progress. So we doubled corn, we've yeah. tripled on rice uh, over the last week, and we remain behind schedule of last year and even the five-year tad, uh, but with continued dry weather, uh, we're bound to catch up soon. Saw a lot of rice being cut last weekend. Really, mm. yeah. That's that's uh. I mean, like I said, we've we've tripled triple progress there since uh, that report last Tuesday. So, uh, moving on to soybeans, we're looking at almost sixty five percent good to excellent there, and thirty thirty eight percent of the crop has started changing colors. Uh, ten that's a ten percent jump over last week. Nine percent of the state's crop is mature, and nineteen percent of the crop is dropping leaves. Uh, believe it or not, USDA says bean harvest is on the board in Arkansas. Yeah, with a big one percent. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure this all that's all thanks to thanks to those South Arkansas farmers mm -hmm. that we have mentioned a few times here on the show. And then river level river levels. Let's talk about that briefly. Continue to be a concern. I saw a report on Twitter yesterday that showed Cairo to New Orleans uh, is at ten and a half feet, a fifteen to twenty percent reduction. Yeah. Uh, and tow sizes are being reduced by 15%. Uh, the river at Memphis as of noon Tuesday was negative 5.76 feet. Uh, this will continue uh, to have impacts on farmers until we see measurable rains yeah. here and points north. 
I know I saw um, yesterday too uh, that uh, we've got put a video out on the impacts of river levels and harvest that uh, we went out to Lone Oak County, talked to Jeremy Ross, soybean agronomist yep. for the state, and a, a grower out there talking about this issue. Uh, a lot of folks are watching it uh, as we start to see, and I know they're dredging. Uh, that's part of what yeah. I read too. Um, but there's, we're starting to see that, that river level really get to be a concern. I hope it, I hope it rains. Yeah. I was so uh, yesterday, as much as it stormed and rained out here. And I, I don't know, I don't know that we have a rain gauge on the grounds out here. I don't know. Um, I if not, we should, uh, but I didn't get a drop at my house. We got rain at the house. Did you really? <clears throat> Enough yeah. for me not have to water. Really? Yeah. I need that. But I think we went to water anyways today. So <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yep. There we go. There's uh, crop progress. Big time, big time leaps in yeah. corn and rice. It's uh, harvest full tilt. Yeah, it is. Beans hadn't quite taken off yet, and I guess we're not in cotton, but yeah, harvest has started and it is absolutely we'll getting it. Absolutely. All right. You want to get in some news? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, we're a little late. Uh, I think on this reporting, but <laughs> yeah. it's just about a week or so. Better late than no, never. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, the Arkansas State Plant Board met for the first time since Governor Sanders appointed eight new members to the state plant board. Uh, I'll list off the the new members here, starting with uh, Kyle Baltz of Pocahontas, Robert Thorne of Marion, David Wallace Jr. of Crawfordsville, Sammy a- Sammy Angel of Lake Village, Robin Ralston of Atkins, George Dunklin of Humphrey. Garrett Frost of Mariana, and John Beerbaum of Lake Village. Uh, all their terms uh, started this year, of course, but they expire August 15th of 2028. All right. Yeah. During the meeting, the board also elected uh, officers, uh, Chairman Matthew Marsh, Vice Chairman Bruce Alford, and Secretary Sam Stuckey. Uh, their meeting notes uh, or minutes uh, were listed on their website, and I took a little – or a little sampling from notes there. from their notes. <laughs> uh, the board received a report from the department's abandoned pesticide collection program in which to date 5.8 million pounds of abandoned pesticides have been safely collected and disposed of. The board also approved enforcement settlements associated with two pest control program violations, 39 pesticide program violations and 144 Bureau of, of Standard violations. Mm. And, you know, one of the, I think one of the things I really wanted to point out with this was that it's been a long time since we've had a full plant board. Uh, what, oh, over yeah. a year, the constitutionality I think? Issue, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that was because it was unconstitutional of how those board members were nominated. Mm. And that's kind of what uh, also led into the nomination change, nomination process change for the commodity boards as well. Yeah. So this is kind of the first time they've done business as a full board in probably over a year. Wow. Yeah. Well. So... Here we go. Well, we'll see thanks what for, happens uh, from here on out. Yeah, thanks for uh, reporting on that, and especially those those new members. It's quite a few. Um, all right, I'll kick off today with some interesting news out of the Nixon presidency that farmers will want to Way hear. Way back. <laughs> this right. water game? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, if you have not veered off the road, uh, this comes from our friends at the U of A uh, System Division Bag, and it's relatable or sorry, related to the Endangered Species Act, Act, which was signed by President Nixon in 1973. For the first time, believe it or not, since that law was signed, there is a manual to help farmers, thanks to the National Agricultural Law Center, and it's available right now. Uh, According to the story, Bridget Rollins, an attorney uh, whose research for the center focuses on environmental law, said she saw a significant need in farming 
for a guide to the historic and wide-ranging piece of legislation. Creating the 65-page Endangered Species Act Manual, a practical guide to the ESA for agricultural producers, was no small task. After all, the document of law itself is 44 pages long. No. Uh, Rollins said it took about a year and a half to write the manual, and she said the manual uh, has been online for a little while, uh, but it's a living document and will be updated as needed. Uh, today, the Endangered Species Act plays a significant role in agriculture. In 2022, the act prompted the EPA to ban use of one herbicide in 11 Arkansas counties to protect the American bearing beetle. In June, the EPA rolled out a proposal that would limit pesticide use in the habitat of 27 listed yeah. species. I think these are both stories that we've covered. Yeah. That all tracks back to that Endangered Species mm-hmm. Act. Um from 1973. Uh, anyway, if you're interested in reading the manual or referencing it uh, on your farm, visit National All. Goodness gracious, let me start over. Visit NationalAgLawCenter.org. That's NationalAgLawCenter.org. Uh, this even uh, the the manual rather it even includes an acronym glossary, which is something that will absolutely come in handy yeah. when reading through pages and pages of. Uh, legislation government document <laughs> you know this uh the the epa part about the 27 listed species and where you can and cannot spray mm-hmm. that was one of our policy development topics this year oh really we got a lot of discussion out of that. that yeah so all that ties right back in and there's never been this guide uh if if you will uh for farmers to interpret that that uh piece of legislation yeah. so which i guess now would be what 50 years old um that's a quick math. That's a, I put a lot out how there risking that, that many, math. How many years? Is yeah, that from? eight years older than me, believe it or not. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah. So that's I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah uh, good story. And it is. I clicked on it, opened it up. It's table of contents, the whole nine. It should be pretty easy. It's it took a, a year and a half to write. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it tells you how complicated some of this legislation is that farmers have to deal with. Mm. Um, all right. Well, let's take a, a short break from the news. Okay. Uh, have you considered running for public office? No, I'm not talking uh, about you, Mac, or listeners. Uh, so we've got some great news. Registration is now open for our How to Win an Election seminar. That's right. The seminar teaches how to evaluate the candidate and the electorate, build a campaign structure, raise money, and how to get voter attention, plus much more. Jason, fun fact. All right. According to the American Farm Bureau, candidates who have been through the program have a 75% winning percentage. I might need to jump in on this then. Uh, the seminar takes place right here at our office on October 17th and 18th, and registration is already open. It only costs $225 to attend, and that includes the classes, and we're going to feed you too. Uh, to learn more or register, just go to ARFB.com and search how to win an election today. Uh, but you better get signed up quick because registration closes October 13th. Okay. All right. Let's get back to the news. How about let's it? Do it. Uh, right. So this is my last one of the day. It is. Yeah. It's almost Moving like through it. it feels like a Friday. <laughs> uh, USDA has announced another round of funding for the construction of new and existing meat and poultry processing facilities. Mm. So if you remember, like right after COVID or during COVID, that whole pandemic period, mm-hmm. or what we think of as like the peak of it, mm-hmm. they uh, the food supply chain crashed, right? Yep. And beef shelves shelves of meat just went empty in the grocery store. So the government, federal government, enlisted a program to try to uh, increase 
processing uh, facilities or small processing facilities in every state uh, to help increase lo- the, the local supply of meat. Mm-hmm. So this is just a the second time they've done this. Uh, and so the, the program's called the Meat and Poultry Processing Expansion Program, or MPPEP. All right, that's for an sure. acronym for yeah, it. Yeah, you think that's going to be in that, <laughs> that manual? Yeah. So this program provides grants to help eligible processors expand their processing capacity, which uh, create new, better, and more processing options for meat and poultry producers. USDA Rural Development de- designed the MPPEP to encourage competition and sustainable growth in the U.S. meat processing sector and to help improve supply chain re- resiliency, just like I said. Mm-hmm. Entities that engage or plan to engage in meat and poultry processing, uh, including private, nonprofit, tribal, cooperative, state, or local government, among other entities, are eligible to apply for the program. Private entities must be independently owned and operated. All entities must be domestically owned, and their meat and poultry processing facilities must be physically located and operated within the U.S. or its territories. Mm. So I want to go through a list of how these funds can be used specifically. Uh, They can be used for building, modernizing, or expanding existing processing facilities, including mobile slaughter units, which we have a few of those here. Yes, we do. Developing, installing, and modernizing equipment and technology ensuring compliance with packaging and labeling requirements, upholding occupational and other safety requirements, modifying facilities or equipment to protect food safety, uh, uh, offsetting costs associated with becoming an inspected facility, which is a pretty lengthy uh, process, Mm -hmm. uh, whether you're doing state or USDA inspection, staffing or operational costs specifically tied to the proposed project, supporting workforce recruitment, training, and retention, Posting USDA standard infrastructure investment signage during construction of the project. The maximum award uh, amount is $10 million or 30% of total project costs, whichever is less. Mm-hmm. The minimum award amount is 250000 Projects including construction uh, and equipment associated with the project are eligible for grants from 250000 to $10 million. Projects that only require equipment purchase, purchases are eligible for grants from $5 million to $10 million. Wow. Um, you know, some other requirements here. Process, uh, eligible applicants must possess, or not, sorry, must process or plan to process one or more species adju- uh, subject to the Federal Meat Inspection Act or the Poultry Production Inspection Act. Additionally, if the applicant engages or proposes to engage in further processing, they must include the products of slaughter from their own facility. Have or plan to get a federal grant of inspection through USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service, a grant inspection under the Cooperative Interstate Shipment Program, or a federal or state-based meat and poultry inspection program equivalent. Mm -hmm. Lastly, comply with the National Environmental Policy Act and Section 106 of the National Historic Preservation Act and all other applicable state, local, or tribal laws. Uh, to apply for this, you'll want to go to USDA's website, and we can put a direct link here in the bottom of the show notes. Uh, for the actual application, I literally forgot to put it here in my my script. Well, so. if you'll send it to me, we'll yeah. make sure we'll make sure it gets up. Uh, I bet you can search MPP EP MPP EP. Yeah, uh, on the old Googs there. Yeah, if probably you just search product. meat and poultry processing expansion program with USDA rural development, I'm sure it'll pop right up. Yeah. If you but if you send me that link, we'll get it up. Absolutely. And uh, gosh, I mean that covers a lot. Uh, uh, a good opportunity here to uh, continue. Uh, yeah, with the state meat 
state state meat inspection program up and running. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they've got two or three locations now, and I mean that this opens up even more opportunity for them. Yeah, matter of fact, you know, I told you I think I may have mentioned I was going to the game this weekend. Absolutely plan on going by the uh, A State Meat Market while I'm up yeah. there. And I read uh, this morning that they have partnered with a uh, agritourism a pumpkin patch mm-hmm. uh, in Northeast Arkansas. It's really popular to sell their bratwurst uh, uh, at the. Uh, I've heard that facility is really nice. At the it's um, brand new at the pumpkin patch. So, uh, speaking of bratwurst and local uh, locally raised uh, beef, I took some of those uh, beef brats from uh, one of our favorite producers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, this weekend, and shared with some friends and family. And, oh, how uh, were your were big uh, hit? How were your brisket ta- tacos? Delicious, <laughs> might I say? Uh, they were delicious. I did not cook the brisket, so I can't take credit. Yeah, but I did uh, cook those uh, beef brats, good. and they were they were delicious. If you haven't gotten I've any had them, of those, really good. okay. Um. Anyway, all right. Well, last story of the week. Um, we hadn't talked about food, so we had to throw something. In I have there. to. I just you know, um. We've got some uh, data, dollars, and cents from the USDA Economic Research Service for the last news story of the day. Uh, This comes from the farm sector. uh, Income and finances highlights uh, uh, from the farm income forecast August 2023 uh, report. Uh, We also had some help from AFBF in breaking down the numbers here. Uh, The headline, though, really, USDA's most recent report drops net farm income expectations for 2023 lower than the initial February uh, estimate uh, saying that farm incomes will be down 23% from last year. And when adjusted for inflation, that income forecast is down just over 25%. Let's talk about why. The decline of more than $41 billion nearly erases the nearly $43 billion increase uh, forecast between 2021 and 2022. Uh, the forecast also shows farm and ranch production expenses continuing to increase, rising by 7% this year to $458 billion. That's that's production expenses I'm talking about. Man. Following a record increase last year, $56 billion. So $458 billion total uh, this year. The increase last year was $56 billion. Uh, according to reporting from the American Farm Bureau, direct government payments are estimated to decrease 19%, making the third consecutive decrease in government payments for producers since the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020. Ad hoc and supplemental program payments such as the Emergency Relief Program, we call it ERP, Quality Loss Adjustment uh, program and other farm bill designated disaster programs are expected to do, decrease by 34% this year also. Uh, much of the forecasted decline in 2023 net farm income is tied to lower crop and livestock cash receipts, continued increases in production costs, and a decrease in ad hoc government support based on AFBF's summary of that report. They noted that it's important to remember that USDA is evaluating new information and data as it come, becomes available, shifting calculations from estimates to actual values. This means that there's still much variability in 2023 net farm income. Of course, we'll have a final report uh, probably at the beginning of 2024 yeah. there. However, these estimates show the relationship between, on average, falling commodity prices and rising production costs and the ultimate impact on farmers' bottom lines. It's all very important to communicate to your legislators 
as we are current as they are currently working through that farm bill, uh, almost every one of these topics that we talked about as as being a reason why, yeah, if not all of them, that as as a reason why this income is down, it, uh, are 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 issues that are addressed or at least named in the farm bill. Yeah. So, again, make your voice heard. Let these folks know exactly what you're seeing, where those input costs are up, um, where those you know, uh, disaster ad hoc payments are down, you know, things like that. Let them know so this can be addressed. Yeah, these public comments are, gonna, are a direct line for you, the producer, mm-hmm. to have contact in or make actual changes to policy or laws or mm-hmm. rulings. Uh, and outside of that, you don't have that. So it's very important to right. uh, give your input, your your opinion on what should be changed or what's the problem and how it can be fixed, and we know, Senator, like you can, you can, you can make those comments known through our office. Um, Senator Bozeman's been out and about. I think he was in Texas last week or week before. He was in Alaska before that. Um, so you know, uh, he's out hearing these concerns of producers. Meaning the input time is still open. You still got time to make your voice heard. Yeah. Uh, and and if you're a listener outside of the state of Arkansas by chance or a viewer. Uh, you know, this goes for you too. There's yep. still opportunity out there. Absolutely. So, anyway, well, I think that's uh, I think that's the news uh, for this week. Uh, anything else? No, uh, that's about yeah. it. All right. Well, guess we'll just wrap this bad boy up. The time to go home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we might as well. I mean, you, you know, don't have anything. It's not us? like we're going to get anything correct. I, I've got a few. Okay. I, I did pick a few, and they're all okay. random, but it is yeah. time to play. Boom. There we go. There it is. The highlight of my week. I thought I heard a train <laughs> in my ear for a minute. Oh, man, there's sound effects going on all over I the know. place. So, Goodness gracious. Uh, we should be playing Sounds What's That Sound? Uh, uh, but, you know, I don't know if our listeners can pick up on anything. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think they hear that. Um, All right. Starbucks fans. Okay. I've drank a couple of Starbucks a time or two. In what country did the first Starbucks open outside of North America? Mm. Surely that was Canada. UK? Japan. Japan, Japan. interesting. Yes. All right. I don't know why I said the UK. That's like the furthest away <laughs> from, was it Oregon or Washington that Starbucks or, is from? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's further than Japan. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, might be a little closer. <laughs> they have to. Cl- I guess you, you went left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that drives you nuts. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Let, let's start a conversation about geography. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. What is the tiny piece at the end of a shoelace called? Mm. Taper. You feel confident about that. <laughs> That's what it does. It tapers it down. I yeah, it, it does. I don't know. I, Tape? The tip. <laughs> an aglet. An, an aglet? Aglet. Aglet. A-G-L-E-T. It has nowhere close. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right. That's not taper. <laughs> go for <laughs> two. For the clarity. <laughs> okay. Let's go to uh, Morse code. Oh, man. I've always mm. wanted to learn Morse code in case you know that. <laughs> yeah, well, Morse code... And like quicksand, as growing up as a kid, you thought <laughs> two, you were going to have to, things. you really needed to know Morse code, <laughs> and quicksand was going to be an issue for you growing up. Yeah. 
Sorry. As in, if you're sinking in quicksand, you're going to need to... No, you just never know. Yeah, you know? There was a big fear of quicksand. Yeah. I, I'm with him. Like, those are the two things you need to know more about. Okay. Um, it seemed like it was in every movie. And if you watch MacGyver, you're like, man, i got to oh, figure man. out how to fix things with a paperclip and a rubber with, band. And, and, and quicksand is yeah. one of them. So. The okay. hours I spent really watching okay. or trying to play MacGyver outside with my Swiss Army knife. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. In 2009, what became the first Morse code character to be added since World War II? Uh, uh, smiley face? No, it's I'm, I'm torn here. I'm going to say the ampersand. What's the ampersand? What's that? You are, you are very... Oh, yeah, the app. It, it's the at symbol. Yeah. Ah. yeah. It's the at symbol. Yeah. So, I was thinking How many dots social. and dashes is the at symbol? I have no idea. I am not a uh, Morse code. I'm just uh, very glad that it wasn't expert. like. Okay, here's here's the Morse code question, and he starts t- tapping <laughs> yeah. on the thing. Right. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I would have been like, oh. yeah, you thought I was gonna <laughs> tap something out. What did I just say? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's no, what I thought I'm not gonna, gonna do that. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a little courtesy here. Okay. I figured out the color of your shirt. Did you? It's not going to be green. It's not going to be gray. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. It is grain. 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 Oh, hey, how about that? <laughs> dun, dun, ch- I thought you were going to say olive. And well, you're welcome. But, yeah, grain. It's definitely the light that you yeah. makes you think it's. Grain. It's something because I the, I don't see a bit of gray. In I, I'm shirt. just glad that it took up so much energy and effort on on our part with it, this it podcast did. today. So. <laughs> I feel very singled out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we've had a long one this week, so we better wrap it up there. Uh, thanks for following along with the Arkansas Adcast. We're grateful for you taking the time to watch and listen. Remember, you can catch new episodes of the show every Thursday afternoon. Find new episodes on Facebook and YouTube. Listen to the audio version where you get your podcast. That's right. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. When you have a few extra minutes, the Arkansas ICAST is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm Jason Brown. And I'm John McMinn. We'll see you next week.